This episode was written by me, John Harvey Gasabi. This season, we've looked at the Kiwi identity in depth. What the word Kiwi actually means, instead of New Zealander. From how they're raised by the state of Fano to how they voted on the flag referendum. Identity has been a major talking point through all the topics we've covered. Today, we finish on a topic at the crossroads. A topic that Tabby had the privilege of learning about in school and I did not. An event that changed the course of New Zealand history both politically and economically. An event that rivals Waitangi Day as our national day. I would usually start this intro off with something about 1823 and tie it all into the name of a biscuit, but we're not going to do that today. Today, we'll be unpacking the comments around Anzac Day and what it means to us as a nation. Without further ado, let's unpack. First article we're going to look at today is from Stuff, published on April 23rd, 2020. Headline says, Jacinda Ardern asks Kiwis worldwide to stand at dawn for Anzac Day. So in, in 2020, um, obviously we had COVID protocols. You couldn't be in public places. So Jacinda Ardern was actually asking you, normally we'd be out of the dawn parade. However, if you could just stand at your mailbox at 6 a.m. instead, we can sort of unite as, as a nation. Which is, which is nice, but at the end of the article, Jacinda stresses the importance of commemorating Anzac Day during COVID by saying, even though public Anzac services are, un- are unable to go ahead, it does not mean that the tradition of remembering and commemorating our veterans and service personnel should be cancelled too. Fair. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. Let's jump into the comments. First comment comes from Hone. Hone says, Remember their bravery, but don't forget they were sent overseas to fight and die for basically nothing. I think at this point it's also important to say that we do want to remember and commemorate anybody who has fought for our nation, because without them we wouldn't have the lifestyle, the abilities, and necessarily the freedom that we do have. So, as Jacinda said, we do want to commemorate them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hone kind of uh, misses the point and say die for basically nothing you you never die for basically nothing when you go to war and obviously the freedoms that we have sitting here today doing a podcast and, and having the freedom of speech and, and freedom to protest it was all because they fought for that so yeah we do want to commemorate the Anzacs at that point there's a reply to this comment from Heath Heath says they dies for your freedoms today that isn't nothing and Heath hits it right on the head there they didn't die for absolutely nothing Regardless of what the intentions were behind the war, they did die for our freedom. So, yeah, he gets it right on. He gets it right on, but Hone bites back. Hone bites back with World War One had absolutely zero to do with freedom. Okay. <sighs> Hone is actually kind of right, though. Okay, so... For those who are not uh, well-versed in World War One, it is a purely European war, uh, but it was only sort of involved us, the Anzacs, uh, because of our ties to Great Britain at the time. Um, so there is questions by historians to say, was our freedom ever really at risk? Obviously, if Great Britain had lost the war, our freedom would have been at risk. Yeah, yeah, we would have been down bad. Yeah. It wouldn't have been good for us. It would not have been good for us. So it, it is a great thing that the Anzacs did go and fight for that, those freedoms that we can enjoy today. 
However, I do understand Hone's point of it had absolutely nothing to do with freedom. It was more about what actually was happening in Eastern Europe at the time. So I get I I get that. Mm. Hathen responds again, yo, these dudes are going at it. <laughs> it's also it's also 2020, so it's not one of those things of like the next comment just pops up atop of yours. Like, no, they're coming back to yeah. this post. Like they hit that reply like What'd you say to me? Exactly. What'd you say? Heath says Anzac Day is for all wars, not just World War One. And it does bring up an interesting point, but if you look at directly what Jacinda said, even though public Anzac services are unable to go ahead, it does not mean that the tradition of remembering and commemorating our veterans and service personnel should be cancelled too. So right. if you read directly into what Jacinda is saying, it's not just about World War One. It's just our veterans who fought for us regardless of the war, regardless of the situation. So an argument could be made that Anzac Day is not solely just about the Anzacs in that situation in World War One. Absolutely. And and to even go further on to your point, Anzac Day, obviously World War One was a hundred years ago. Mm. There there are no more people alive, sadly, that have fought in World War One. And I think World War Two, we only have a few veterans left in the world who mm. have actually seen warfare there. So I get why that point would be, you know, like we have to commemorate all service personnel that have fought for New Zealand on those lines. Um, Mm. And Anzac Day would probably be a perfect time to do it. right? Absolutely. And the meaning of different events and commemorations can change over time. So, for example, in 300 years, is it going to make sense to commemorate Anzac Day? I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no, but meanings do change over over time and if the the scope has been expanded to all service people then i think that's it's not necessarily a bad thing and we don't even need to look any further for service personnel that need to be honored we can see them at rsas in pretty much any town you go to in new zealand and what that means to them anzac day is so much because they actually went to war for new zealand and this isn't world war one this is the Vietnam War. This is the Korean War. You know, these are things that New Zealand had gone to in the last 30 or 40 years. And believe it or not, New Zealand still has troops overseas. Absolutely. So we will be commemorating those troops as well and remembering that their fight for our freedom was going on, obviously starting World War One, but who knows when it will end. Mm, and then also you got to pay homage as well to the friends and family that have been around those people who may have fought for us as well because they've made a massive sacrifice in having their loved one go overseas. And while I may not know anybody who has, I think it's important to understand that there are different groups in New Zealand that uh, commemorate Anzac Day in different ways, right? I mean, we have the cadets who do it in a certain type of way, and uh, you had a conversation with Jan Harvey about that, right? Yeah, we did talk to John Harvey, and while she was unable to be here today with us, um, she did record an excerpt for us that, um, yeah, you have a listen to right here. Anzac Day before I became a cadet was always, it was a public holiday. It was the day you got off school. Um, it was something that you were briefly taught about in class. Um, we had the red poppies, and that was really it. Um, especially, like, being a first-generation immigrant, I didn't have that, like, familial connection. Like, no one in my family had fought in the war or anything like that. It was quite an abstract thing to me. Um, And then I became a cadet and things changed because we had to actively take part in these ceremonies every year. Um, So I don't know how many ceremonies you've been to in a day in Anzac Day, but there are many. And they run from like 6 a.m. like throughout the day. 
Um, and every year I would attend about four different ceremonies. It would be rushing from one place to another. You'd do a parade here, you'd march there, you know, you'd, you'd read names of fallen soldiers here. Um, and it was always a really busy day. And it was something that we really vigorously prepared for. Like it was instilled in us, like the months coming up to Anzac Day, you better, you better have the best marching, like the creases in your pants better be sharp as hell. You know, you have to look on point because you're representing. We, we wear the same uniform as the Air Force. So for all intents and purposes, we look the same. Um, and it, there's, a, there's a big sense of honor when you're doing it. Um, and I mean, what Anzac Day actually looked like, it looked like looking your best. It looked like doing these parades. Um, one of my favorite parts was after you do the dawn parade at 6 a.m., um, you walk into the RSA and you serve all of these RSA members food. You serve them breakfast and you get to talk to them and they will just very candidly share their life stories with you and how they felt about the war and what, what Anzac Day means to them. And hearing those stories from them is really sort of what cultivated what Anzac Day now means to me. Next article we're going to look at is from Stuff, published on April 25th, 2019. Headline says, Anzac Day 2019 Live. Wreaths are laid in honor of the fallen. Wait, so this was a live? This this is a live Facebook stream. So Facebook comments are their own kind of cesspool of just awful and sometimes insightful and greatness too yeah but live streams yeah like the event is ongoing you can't comment i mean i think i've seen my mom shouting out hey auntie are you on the live too like it's oh, good to see y'all good hey, to see you hey how the kids at yeah, what's going on exactly so it's like you can't you know you got to take live stream comments with a grain of salt in absolutely some sense. It, honestly there's there's 915 comments oh under this gosh. live stream like for anybody out there commenting on Facebook still, just wait till the live stream is over. Hmm. Because I've seen some live stream being like, hey, when does this mean that we're getting the vaccine? It's like, yo, you give it two minutes, she's going to get there. <laughs> I promise. Like, also, she's not reading your comment. You're not talking directly to Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, exactly. I need y'all and to can chill. Can someone ask? No, no one's going to be like, hey, um, Julie uh, from Tauranga has asked in the live stream if you can actually just get to the... That's a the journalist shows. that ran out of ideas looking at the live stream like, what do they, they want to know? What do they... <laughs> What do they want to know? Oh, my gosh. So in the live stream, Jacinda, uh, in her speech, actually said this, quoted, Recently, our peace was altered dramatically by the terrorist attacks in Christchurch. As we gather together in Anzac Day, we recognize that there is still much division to overcome in this world today. Through our expressions of love, compassion, and unity, we reaffirm our commitment to peace and we move forward together in hope. It also reminds us of a single truth during the ages, our shared humanity, something we remember in the wake of the Christchurch terrorist attack. Very nice speech, very somber. Mm. That was that was Jacinda, obviously on the on the Anzac Day live, um, and you know a few people did uh, a comment, you know some actual good things. It wasn't just all tagging aunties and, and letting people know that you're in the waiting room. Um, first comment we're going to look at is from Christine. Christine says. Recently, our peace was altered dramatically by the terrorist attacks in Christchurch. As we gather together this Anzac Day, we recognize that there is still much division to overcome in the world today. Through our expressions of love, compassion, and unity, we reaffirm our commitment to peace and we move together in hope. So well said. Thank you for keeping Anzac Day relevant. 
Oh, Christine. Christine. You were so close. Also, Christine definitely just typed up exactly what Jacinda had said and been like, hey, well said. <laughs> nice stuff. Christine, our hands were hovered over the applause. It was so, it you was were so, so close. close. And then you said, thank you for keeping Anzac Day relevant. That's just that sly jab. What do you mean? That's that sly jab. What do you mean? So Christine obviously doesn't think that Anzac Day is relevant to that. And not only that, Jacinda Ardern needed to mention the Christchurch attacks to keep it relevant. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, Christine. Is this the regular New Zealand take on Anzac Day, that it's no longer relevant? I mean, for some people who may be so out of the scope of may not say know anybody, have any relatives, understand why we formed the war. For them, it's like, it's a holiday. But why Why do we commemorate it? But it is also interesting that Jacinda mentioned originally that it was about commemorating our service people. And there was no actual comment in Jacinda's speech about, say, the police officers and everybody else who was there in the wake of the terror, terror attacks. Right, right. So if somebody wanted to have a critique about what Jacinda said, they could say, oh, well, this is about the service people, so maybe you should have said, hey, thanks, the police, the ambulance, etc., etc., who were there in the wake of the attack. Yeah, abs- absolutely. But instead, Christine has gone on to the, thank you for making it relevant yeah. again. Next comment is from Jess. Jess says, the one day she should have left out the Christchurch attacks and she didn't. Today is about remembrance for those who that fought for our country. It's Anzac Day. She should have just left it at that. Very disappointing. Oh. Oh, that, That's actually a very disappointing take, Jess. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, first of all, leaving out the Christchurch terror attacks while they happened so recently in her speech, it's... I don't want to say that you're disassociating, but you have to realize that that event did happen. Mm. And not talking about it is pretty messed up. Not talking about it means that it's just likely to happen again. Because obviously, given the fact that it happened, we need to make some massive changes in this country. And if we don't talk about it, then we're not. Then nothing's going to happen. Exactly. Now, you can also raise the point that there's a time and a place for each conversation. That is a point that someone could raise. But if not now, then when? If not when you have the air of most of the country on one day, then when else? Exactly. Like, bro, are you killing us today? Hey, thank you, bro. Are you really killing us today? Thank you, bro. Next comment comes from Dan's. Dan says, why do we mention the attacks on this day? No class. So it seems that most people are criticizing Jacinda's, the last paragraph of Jacinda's speech, mm-hmm. as either being a political move for personal gain or as being disrespectful to fallen soldiers whose sacrifices were being sidelined. There's almost like a line being drawn in the sand that mm. Anzac Day used to be a national holiday used exclusively to commemorate the Kiwis who took part in World War I, and over time it's been extended to include any Kiwis who've served and or died in any conflicts, as well as the sacrifices made by their families. But here is an instance where Kiwis have put their foot down and said that a terrorist attack, which was inflicted by a Kiwi in order to kill other Kiwis, does not qualify as an event that can be commemorated on Anzac Day. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, it's, that's, it's so wild that that's like where the disassociation has kind of taken them, right? Like, you, you see these comments and, and you wonder, when is a good time to mention them? 100%. Especially when the time has just passed, you know? Um, and commemorating all Kiwis that have, have died in conflict, as we saw from our last article, that's exactly what Anzac Day has gone on to become about. And nobody's really having a qualm with that unless we're bringing up a terrorist attack. Next comment comes from Pam. Pam says, 
So much hate in some of these comments. Give it a rest today, please. Well, Pam, Pam, some people can't give it a rest. For some people, this is all they think about. Mm. The, the privilege of you being able to say that, hey, can we give it a rest today, please? You know, let's, let's, let's get rid of all this hate and stuff like that. People wake up every day and, and sort of feel different things to you, clearly. Um, they may have visible reminders of these various conflicts of the terror attack, which means they can't just give it a rest. And it's interesting, Pam leaves it relatively general in the sense of not saying the hate for people saying, A, Jacinda shouldn't have mentioned this, and the hate in saying that this is just for political gain. Like, it's just the hate in general. So I think Pam is almost wanting the country to kind of come together and just being like, we need to commemorate the people who've served. But as you said, it's not. It's it's a bit more nuanced than that. It's not just a blanket. Look, everyone, relax. Mm. Leave your anger at the door. We can talk about that some other time. Mm. And, and once again, as we said before, if not now, then when? Mm. Next comment comes from Naomi. Naomi says, "Reading all the comments, so many haters here in Aotearoa. How very sad. This Anzac Day. Can you at least be respectful for twenty four hours?" Keep your negative vibes for tomorrow. Kia ora. Oof, okay. Oh, bro, I'm glad then 24 hours are over. Yes, all right, let's talk about negative stuff. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Here let's we go. go. Here right. we go. Bro, the day sucked over. All First right, of go. all, Naomi, what are you talking about? Can you ex- be, at least be expressed for 24 hours? I Keep mean, your negative vibes for tomorrow? Like, I mean, time is a human con. Like, I don't, but it's a human construct, bro. I can be negative literally all the time <laughs> and nothing will happen to me. Uh, what are you talking about? I like. I get that Naomi's kind of commenting this out of love. Like, Anzac Day probably means something so much to Naomi that it probably makes them sick to see comments of, you know, hatred and and this sort of discourse under a live where Jacinda's giving the Anzac Day speech. Naomi's not talking about the fact that Jacinda had referenced the terrorist attacks. And Mm. that's how you can kind of tell that she doesn't care about what the speech has said. In fact... Because this is alive, Naomi probably has the volume off. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's on mute and she's just here for the comment. But Naomi is giving this out of love and wanting the negative vibes to keep for tomorrow. I understand that you're trying to be in that safe haven yeah. for yourself. But you do have to understand that people feel different things about this. And these people are in the same nation as you. You are all New Zealanders and you should probably talk. Mm. So it's almost as though there's a bind. There's those who hated the speech and wanted Jacinda to pause political discussions for Anzac Day versus those supporting the speech didn't see it as a political move and saw it as a commemoration event. And you can see there's an overarching theme here. Anzac Day is a day where you're meant to press pause on your life and other agendas. Why, why, do, you think, why do you think that is, though? Because I think there's the belief that the sacrifice that service personnel have made is just above anything else that's happening in our life. It's above, in this case, in some people's belief, the terror attacks. Mm. Mm. And it's almost as though they believe that that's, I mean, in what they're saying, they believe it's part of a political agenda. And we want to leave politics out of this. But can you? Can you leave politics out of a war? I don't, I don't think so. I, you know what? We're going we're gonna to come back to that. Let's look at the next article. Next article comes from Stuff, published in 2017, April 25th. Headline says, Father and son clash with protesters at Wellington Anzac Dawn service. 
the article is about exactly what the headline says. Protesters uh, were actually interviewed um, at the Wellington Dawn Service in 2017, and a father and son duo uh, interrupted them. Now, protesting at a Memorial Day service is it's there's an ethical dilemma there for sure for sure i'm not i'm not going to sit here and be like you know that's that's fine or that's not fine there are definitely some conversations to have about ethics there however luckily for me and tabby the comments do it for us <laughs> first comment comes from vicky vicky says every one of those anzacs would have chosen peace over going to war however this is not the day to protest this is a day where we seek peace for them, to remember and honor the sacrifice they made in order for peace to reign. They are the reason that you are lucky enough to have the freedom of speech in both Australia and New Zealand, no matter how distasteful it may be. Interesting end of the comment there, how Vicky actually references that it may be distasteful. Mm. Like, very, very, hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to come back to that. But Vicky says that you know, although Anzac themselves would have chosen peace over war, Kiwis must now seek peace for them and celebrate that peace they achieved by just commemorating the war itself. She also says that the Anzacs are the reason that we have freedom of speech, implying that the reason that the protesters can even protest the war today is because past soldiers fought wars. Yeah, they're arguing that so we have the freedom of speech now to the point where we can disagree with this if we may and regardless of what the intentions were of the protesters whether they were specifically like we're going to protest this on Anzac Day because people are listening it's they have that right to do so absolutely right you know no they do and and to dive deeper into the protesters they were peace activists from Peace Action Wellington um, and their website uh, says that the organization can quote function as a united front for groups opposed to unjust war um, the protesters actually laid a wreath at the dawn service for the civilian deaths allegedly caused by the Kiwi SAS troops. Mm. Now that's a little bit of a break, right? Because that is a different war altogether. Mm. Kiwi SAS troops were not involved in 1914 to 1918 in World War One at all. So they're actually protesting a totally different war. Mm. The father in question was New Zealand First Chief of Staff David Broom, who told the protesters their actions were inappropriate and that they left a sour taste which look i can agree with what david says i can also agree with the protesters being like this is the day when people are actually going to listen to our complaints because on any other day if they went and laid their wreath down on that day I'm not sure it's making the national news. Oh, definitely I'm not sure not. we're having this conversation. Oh, absolutely So you could argue not. that they've been successful in what they wanted to do. Now, does it is it also inappropriate, and does it also leave a sour taste? Potentially. Look, it can be both at the same time. Absolutely. And then on one hand, you know, we're seeing that Anzac Day has evolved into a day where, like, all Kiwi troops can be commemorated, not just the ones from World War One, But on the other hand, the evolution doesn't allow for debates about recent wars or military actions. Of course, what the protesters were protesting about those civilian deaths is tragic. Mm. And it does come from a, a recent war, way after World War One. But we're not up for debate on that for Anzac Day, right? Like, that's that's not the war that we want to be including, or that's not a, an event that we want to be including, right? Mm. Basically, Anzac Day wants inclusivity only when it benefits the original agenda of commemorating World War One. And it does beg the question, 
Is Anzac Day political? We're going to go to a commercial break and leave you with that question to answer later. Kia ora team. Just chiming in to let you know that we have a wavy new website. Unpackinz.com is the home of everything you need for anything Unpack related, including merchandise. Currently, we have merchandise for season two, and as we upload the episodes for season three, prints will simultaneously become available to you of the episode artwork as well as other little gems, so make sure you head to the website. We also have a section of the website where you can become a patron. Patreon is how you can join the Unpack community and support the podcast with all of the funds going straight back into the podcast, making these episodes as great as they are. We've got a lovely little community with the following people and would love it if you joined. So to join, head to unpackinz.com. But a hearty good morning to the following people. Chad, Ella D, Emma, Isabella, James, Yara, Joey D, Kurt, Laura, Lushomo, Naisha, Reed, Rosina, Sophia, Tara, Taylor, Jamie, Ness, Alice, Cleo, Elia, Ella F, Helena, Jane, Latia, Pepe, Rashika, and Vera. So to those people, a hearty good morning and enjoy the rest of the episode. So back from the ad break, I do really want to stress that we really want to know whether you do think Anzac Day is political. So you've got our Instagram, UnpackNZ, you've got our website, you can submit a form, unpackNZ.com. However you want to, please reach out and let us know what you think. Is Anzac Day political? A lot of Kiwis actually don't seem to think so. We've seen from the 2019 article about Jacinda addressing the mosque attacks with her uh, Anzac speech, a lot of people said that they were sick of bringing politics into Anzac Day. And then in the 2017 article about protesters attending at the Dawn Parade, Kiwis claimed Anzac Day wasn't the appropriate event to raise current issues at all. So there seems to be that crossroads. Mm, let us know what you think. Next post we're going to look at is from a political Facebook group with 8,000 members or so, published on April 24th, 2020. There was a text post about Anzac Day. Um, and in the comments, there was, there was a lot of discourse. The post says, Remember that time the government conscripted Maori into a war to defend the country that stole theirs? Neither does the rest of New Zealand. Damn. Okay, so the, the post is you know kind of saying that government conscripted Maori into World War One, um, even though there were still a lot of uh, land disputes and, and mm. disputes about where Maori fit into the country that was now being colonized. Yeah. Um, and the post is kind of saying that New Zealand never remembers that. They don't want to we talk don't, about we it. We don't really talk about it. Mm. I mean, I mean, the government decides what events we choose to commemorate and talk about. And this aspect seemingly is one which the government decided... We're just going to brush that under the rug real quick. Hey, what's that over there? Shoves it under the rug. So versus this comment is saying we need to talk about it because it's something that happened and is an important part of our history. Mm, mm. The next comment we're going to look at says, A lot of people here liking a comment about Maori conscription. The only conscripts who fought overseas were Pakia. Maori were exempt from the Conscription Act until 1917 when some were conscripted. They were exempt from overseas service. No Maori conscripts actually did any fighting in the First World War. Maori troops who fought were an entire volunteer force who had to petition their officers to be allowed to fight. They wanted to go. Do not disrespect the memory of Maori who fought for New Zealand in this way. There were major efforts by Maori to resist this extension of the Conscription Act, 
and rightly so, as the comment points out, many saw they would be fighting for a government that stole their land. They fought against the act well, and as a result, no Maori conscripts were forced to fight. This is why we shouldn't disrespect those who did by implying they were press-ganged into service. They fought, and they fought well and willingly. Damn, we got to have some applause for that. That's applause for season three. That's Look, nice. And, and well-deserved. Absolutely. An absolute fact-check in this comment. Mm. And for the history buffs out there, you there all you know that is correct. Mm. Maori were not conscripted to fight in World War One. That is a hoax because of the Military Service Act. Um, and stopped in 1917, even Maori who volunteered were not fighting overseas. Mm. For even more facts, 2,000 Maori served in the Maori contingent and battalion, and they were recruited but not conscripted. So the Commons actually write in saying that Maori strongly resisted an extension of the 1916 Military Service Act, but they did not want to fight for the Crown, who had harmed Maori in numerous ways, including, you know, land theft and things that we've looked Just at. Just colonization. Pretty much, Yeah, there you go. The act was only changed in 1917 to include Maori, but only Maori from the Waikato Maniopoto district, as that was the center for objection to conscription, which we've also kind of covered because of the Kingitanga movement and because at that time Maori had their king. They didn't have to fight for the queen. But there is an interesting point in this comment about paying respect. It essentially says that, you know, because Maori soldiers who fought in World War I did that willingly. Saying they were conscripted disrespects the memory and it just erases their agency, which is absolutely true. 1,000% yes. That's why this the comment beforehand was so dangerous mm. because you would have people who have put their hand up, not conscripted at all, saying, I want to go fight for this country. Mm. And now, 100 years later, we're looking at it and being like, oh, they were conscripted. Mm. Poor them. And I think it's important to state as well. There are many reasons why somebody may go to fight. Because you said just then, go and fighting for my country. In that sense there, these people may have hated what their country was becoming because of colonization. But if they looked at their whanau and thought they could be in any form of danger, they then could also be fighting. And we also talked about it in the flag referendum episode where people said we shouldn't change the flag because that's what our troops for. And it's people kind of have a relatively linear view of what people fight for when there are many, many reasons. It's quite nuanced as to why somebody may go to war. So with that point, I guess the question is, how can Kiwis pay respect to the soldiers that made sacrifices for their country when they don't respect the country itself? You know, it's, it seems similar to the debate, um, you know, can you separate the art from the artist or can you separate the individual from the institutions that they like represent or they work for? And within that, it's a point of they may have decided to fight for the country that they saw then. But as countries change over time, the context of it all changes. So it's important to question, like, even though they made the sacrifice for their country as it was back then, what does it say, given the country's in the, the place that it's in now? Like, how does that change? How does the way we commemorate them change? Exactly. And and the point you made was, yeah, so poignant. It's It's about the country that they left to fight for. And even though that country will evolve, same way that we've seen Anzac Day evolve into this commemoration of any war that New Zealand was involved in and all service personnel, and we need to honor them, the same way how the, the nation has evolved into something totally different. You know, Anzac Day, whether it be political or not, and we still want to hear what you all think, is definitely something which 
the country is at crossroads about. Absolutely, and it it just underscores the greater point around countries change. They evolve. The flag may change. It may not. My understanding and my comfortability in the country may change. And I think that's really what was the genesis of the entire theme of the season. We wanted to dissect whether people felt as though they were maybe New Zealanders or Kiwis. Because as we found, those are two different things. I mean, if you'd asked me when I'd first moved to the country, I would have been like, I guess by definition I'm a New Zealander. But maybe now that's changed to being a Kiwi. It's an evolving, ever-changing process. And as we change with labeling ourselves as either Kiwi or New Zealander, those labels, those identities evolve over time. Not just through little conversations like me and you have, but through events like protesting at Anzac Day or protesting at Waitangi Day. Through events of watching the state destroy the family aspect of New Zealand whānau. Through flag referendums, through online comment sections... We can see the identity changing every single day. So we push that question to you. Are you a Kiwi? Are you a New Zealander? Let us know. Fucking floor is somebody.